Hello, guys, and welcome to the Benny Mudra podcast, The Sunday Supper. I am your host today, James Benny, um, and I'm here today to talk about a somewhat controversial spiritual topic that actually, right now, I'm going through so I could give you some advice, or maybe I'm just going to vent what I'm going through to you guys, and maybe it will help you in navigating this time. And the topic is called transcendental change. And transcendental change, in a nutshell, is change that we don't want to make and that we might be forced to make, right? It is the unexpected or inexplainable uh, circumstances that surround the need for you to change, let go of the past, and move into a future that perhaps you did not realize you were going to move into. You know, I think that spirituality... We wake up every morning, you know, if you're a spiritual person, you have spiritual practices and you practice, I don't know, manifestation and motivation and, you know, cognitive behavioral change and, you know, transcendental meditation and the list can go on and on and on. But we focus on all of these trendy tools. And at some point in time, we begin to expect the universe just to be at our beck and call. I feel like we expect things to just happen. We expect to get the messages that we are meant to receive, the validation. And we just assume that because we are spiritual and we are perhaps doing God's work or living in that space, that life is going to be easy and everything is going to work out for us, right? The A to Z is going to be uh, completely effortless. And it's just not true. Actually, I found that it's the opposite. The more spiritual I become, the harder life sometimes is. And sometimes uh, it is harder to swallow some of the pills that we have to take. You know, I've been doing spiritual work for over 13 years. You know, I started my own company, Benny Mudra. I've helped most likely thousands of people in the world of intuitive, in the world of life coaching and Reiki training and workshops and retreats. And I really assumed that this would be the thing that propelled me forward in life. And... I did give up a lot for it in a way, you know, I was a performer, I performed on the stage, I wrote music, I still do, I'm a singer-songwriter, and in pursuing my dreams of, let's say, fame and fortune in the entertainment industry, uh, this whole spiritual thing kind of thwarted it, and it became something that took the forefront, right? It became the, uh, the leader of my parade, even though I wasn't truly ready for it. So that could be maybe transcendental change in a way that I wasn't truly and utterly on the path of becoming a spiritual influencer or teacher. Uh, It just kind of happened in my life. Um, So in a way that has some transcendental, uh, I would say attributes, Uh, but moving forward, you know, in my life and in this moment, and I believe not in just my moment, but in the moment of the, of the uh, communal consciousness uh, of everyone in this world, as we move into 2020, into 5D, and as the cosmos starts to play tricks on us, you know, it, it is going to be a time, and it is a time, that you're going to notice that a lot of shit in your life is coming up to the surface to, to be looked at and healed and maybe ultimately let go of so that you can change and grow into the person that you're meant to be, even if you don't know or realize who that person is. And I feel like that's part of transcendental change. And it's a part of the change that I'm going through in this moment. You know, a snake has to shed its skin every once in a while. And that skin, as it rips off, hurts as the snake slithers through the ground and slithers through his terrain and it rips off and it doesn't feel good. But When it is completely off, there's a fresh, new, beautiful, glistening skin that is protecting him or her. And that is the snake's transcendental change. He didn't ask to go through that pain. It just happened. It's a part of the process. And so change and pain and uncertainty about your life, I really do understand now it is part of the process. And no matter how many affirmations you do or declarations to the universe or quote-unquote manifesting the perfect life... Um, you will never get that because when we put so much expectation on the universe, what is that doing, right? I know when I expect too much 
there's always so much room for failure, quote unquote, right? When you don't expect, there's room for growth and there's room for opportunity. And sometimes, you know, we do get what we expect, but then it's not what we expected, you know? So we really never know. Life is just a, an abyss of uncertainty, mostly. And my transcendental change right now is the fact that I was, you know, working a lot in New York City, seeing clients running my business there, and it seems to have run a little dry. And I'm not sure why, because I really felt in my heart that spirit was moving me to be bicoastal and to do these both, both coasts. And I, I felt I, I received many declarations of validation from the universe, from spirit. And now it's kind of all falling apart. And I'm left here thinking, wow, you know, uh, five months ago, I was in such a place of, I know this is right. Spirit is telling me to do this, to move forward. I know, I know, I know. And now that was just all completely wrong. So maybe the expectation that I placed on spirit or the divine wasn't realistic. And the fact is that life does happen and life will change at the drop of a hat. And we have to, you have to be prepared to pick up the pieces and move forward. Um, transcendental change is also the concept of this scenario that when you feel like your life might be falling apart or crumbling down when the tower is exploding, perhaps it is coming back together. And I feel a lot of transcendental change happens that way. You know, the process of chemicalization where spirit or the universe burns away everything that you once knew to be true to make way for the true truth, right? Or the unknown truth. Um, our truth changes. Our truth can change daily. One day I liked eating hummus. I thought hummus was great. I ate a ton of hummus, always hummus. And two days ago I ate hummus. And in my mind, I said, you know what? I never want to eat hummus again. I am sick of it. It is like turning my stomach. No more hummus. So what happened? 10 days ago, hummus was my truth. It was something I loved. And now it is something I don't. So I can't expect the truth to always be the truth because the truth can change. It can shift. And this is, it, this goes for, I'm sorry, the same is true for our soul and our soul's journey, right? Our soul's journey can change. It can shift at the drop of a hat. And transcendental change is the hardest change. It's the change we don't want to make. The decisions that we might be forced into making because we have no other options, right? Or that change is the only option. And so we have to do it. But we don't know what will come from that change. We don't know what's on the other side of that change. If we see transcendental change as a rainbow and we start at one end and we move towards another... Uh, please disregard the vacuuming in the hallway of my office. Um, it's good to know that people are vacuuming and keeping the space tidy. Uh, so we bless that person who's vacuuming. They have no idea that I'm doing a podcast. It's all good. Let's continue. Um, yeah. So we don't know what's on the other side of that rainbow, right? But it is a rainbow because change and life, right? Our life purpose, our life path is divine. And it is ruled by the light of the creator. And as long as we know that the light of the creator is with us and is working with us and is working for us and towards our greatest good, right? As long as we know that, then we surround ourselves with the good, right, in which it brings. So if something is given to us by the light, it has to be good. Well, guess what, friends? Everything is given to us by the light. So it has to be good. So when you are in a time of transcendental change, right? When you just don't know where to go and you have to make decisions based upon your current circumstances, perhaps that is the light moving you in a new direction, even though it wasn't a direction you thought you'd be in. And I have to say, I have to be completely honest with you that financial stability has a lot to play in this game because finances rule our lives right? Not everyone has the luxury of, you know, moving to Bali and writing a blog, you know, not everyone has the luxury of being able to do what they want to do for their profession. 
Sometimes we have to work towards that and set out goals in order to achieve that, right? It just depends on your circumstance. Well, my circumstance is that I don't have a trust fund to just do my music and do this blog and, you know, do my podcast rather and, and, uh, you know, live my spiritual life the way that I want to live it. You know, um, I need money. You need money. You know, financial freedom is so important to me and, and it's important to so many people because without financial freedom, you know, we are, we are imbalanced. We are not grounded. We can't afford to do the things we want to do. And when we go into a place of lack, we could be anxious and depressed. And, you know, when we are anxious and depressed, you know, the five pillars of our life, you know, our emotional health, spiritual health, physical health, mental health, and material health all goes to complete shit. Without money, I'm sure you've realized that you can't eat the way you want to eat. Maybe you can't take your, you know, soul cycle that, that week because, you know, it's, it's the cost of a small baby um, and so on and so forth. And it really can affect your quality of life. And so how do we do that? How do we live an authentic life doing what we love and also be financially sound? And not, not only financially sound, but being financially sound in a job that we like to do. Well, guess what? Guess what I've learned? And guess what I'm learning right now is that sometimes a job is just a job. Sometimes a job is a mean to an end. Spirit, God, universe, whatever you want to call it, they know that we need money. We are living in a material world, right? We are living in a time of consumerism uh, and we need money in order to consume Unfortunately, there's no barter system in this, this world, um, which I don't agree with. And I don't agree with a lot of what's going on in the world, but it is what it is. And we have to love and accept what is now. So this is what is now. We need money to live, right? Well, that's just a means to an end. What does that have to do with what you do with for your soul purpose? Life purpose and soul purpose are two different things. Whoever said that sole purpose means it needs to, you know, that, so that sole purpose is working in a career in which you love. That's not sole purpose. Sometimes that's life purpose. You know, your life purpose is to work in this job, to meet the people you're meant to meet. It's a divine understanding that you've had. It's a contract, uh, so on and so forth. But sole purpose is just being authentically yourself in your soulful situation or in a soulful experience, being authentic in your chosen soulful experience. It doesn't say your soulful career. Now, maybe that's what you want. It's everyone wants to make money doing what they love, right? But not everyone gets that opportunity. And that is just the cold, hard facts. Not everyone is going to be a, you know, a, a superstar rock star. Not every singer is going to achieve that. Not every entrepreneur is going to have a Fortune 500 company. It's just the way the world works. But that doesn't mean there isn't enough for everyone and that you can't reach whatever potential that you are meant to reach in this lifetime that is in support of what you are meant to uh, experience. And your experiences are based upon the things that you need to correct, heal, and learn from. And subconsciously you are in charge of that, but consciously you are not in charge of that because you don't remember why you're here. I don't remember why I'm here, right? So let's just destroy the idea that your sole purpose has something to do with your job, right? Why can't you be a singer or a healer or a writer and work at, I don't know, Trader Joe's to make ends meet? You totally can. The problem is with society is we put so much weight on what we do, right? We put so much attention on what we do in order to make money. That is the first question that we ask someone, right? When we, when we're in a bar or in a restaurant or we meet someone for the first time, what do you do? You know, I, I hate that question. What do you do? You know, I'd rather you ask, what would you like to do? What brings you to life? Right? What's your sole purpose? Or what do you feel your sole purpose is? What do you do for joy? You know, we are more than what we do. We are more than sitting in a desk chair or working at Trader Joe's or being a data entry clerk. Now, the problem is, is if you have 
dreams, goals, and aspirations to do and become something else, but you're still just that Trader Joe's clerk and you feel stuck, then you need to do some work to unstick yourself in order to actually achieve these goals that your subconscious is telling you, right? And that perhaps is the whisper that is trying to get you on soul purpose. It doesn't mean what you're doing is not right. It just means there might be something else, something else to explore. And if you are not living in a state of joy and you are living in a state of disease or uncertainty or doubt or fear or lack, then my God, maybe you are not on your sole purpose and you really need to reevaluate what it is you are doing, not what, it ha- not what you are doing to make money. Because what you are doing to make money can and will change depending upon what you wish your experience to be in this lifetime. Okay. Um, and transcendental change has a lot to do with that. It has a lot to do with that because we don't know you can get your dream job today and be fired next week. And then what you are forced into transcendental change. You are forced into a change that you are not ready to make. But the beauty about transcendental change is most likely it is the change that will bring you to your sole purpose. It is the transit. It is the ship. It is the vessel by which you can find what it is that you are truly meant to do or be or how you are meant to act in this world. You know, and that's important too. It's not so much who are you, it's how are you acting, right? What are you acting on? Are you living in a place of, you know, reaction rather than action? Meaning, are you getting angry, upset, frustrated, um, rather than seeing opportunity in conflict? You know, how are you acting? How are you showing up in your daily life? I think that's really important when it comes to change and just self-development. You know, if someone wants to be uh, I don't know, an event planner, let's say, then, and you feel, let's say that that's your sole purpose. Your sole purpose is to, you know, create these beautiful events for people and to make people laugh and bring people together, right? If that's truly, you feel, you know, networker is a part of your dharma and you want to explore that in this lifetime, then how are you showing up every day? How are you living as that networker, or are you not living as that networker? Is it just a dream in the back of your mind, yet you're not doing anything? Well, let me tell you this, peeps. The first thing you got to do is not fake it till you make it, because I don't love that. I used to use that all the time. I got to fake it till you make it, fake it till you make it. And there's, you know, there's aspects of that um, statement that I feel are true. Um, But as I grow and I I get older and a little more wiser, I hope, I'm not sure it's fake it till you make it. It's just act it. Be it. Right? You can be anything and everything possible at a microscopic level. You don't have to become Oprah overnight. You don't have to become Bill Gates overnight. You're not going to become Tesla overnight. But what aspects of that person or of that sole purpose can you bring to the table now? You're not faking it. You are it. So this event planner, this someone who wants to network, maybe they plan their own little parties at their home or they join meetup or they get involved with networking groups, you know, or they read about it daily or they take a class. Whatever you can do is, is an action that will create the fire within this purpose. So you have to act on it. And a lot of times during transcendental change, when you really are placed in an unknown circumstance, what do you have? Right? You have to look at what you have. What are the, what's the lowest hanging fruit? What's there? Well, let me tell you, usually what the lowest hanging fruit is, the thing that you really want to do comes up to the surface, right? You get this job, right? And you really uh, thought that it was going to be something that you would love and you are excited about it. Uh, But on the side, you know, you're a visual artist. But this job seems like something that 
could really uh, maybe get you there because there's a big visual arts department, although you're not working in that department, you, you want to work your way up. So you get in this job and you soon realize that you are not going to be a candidate, right, for this arts job. And as a matter of fact, uh, you really start to dislike the position that you're in to the point that your work suffers, your work-life balance begins to suffer, your health suffers, you gain weight, you become sluggish, perhaps you get sick, blah, 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 and so on and so forth. And you're left with this feeling of, I don't know, ickiness. That's the best way to say it. You feel icky. You just don't feel right. You feel like something in your life went wrong, even though you felt maybe two months ago that this was exactly where you were meant to be, that life put you exactly in the right place. But now here you are two months later and you're like, F this, my life is a mess. My life is falling apart. I have no idea where I am. Well, that's like so extreme to go from one state of awareness to another state of awareness, which is the complete opposite, right? So what do you do? What's left? I'll tell you what's left the lowest hanging fruit. Well, I want to be a visual artist. That will come right back to the surface. And there you are again, right? That sole purpose or whatever that is, um, comes back, let's say to haunt you or to knock on the door and say, Hey, I'm still here. You thought this was going to be a step towards me, but it, it's not in the way you think it is, but it is in the way spirit works. Because we have to understand that the law of opposites is always into a, in effect. We have to see, understand, realize, and change the opposite of what we truly want in order to receive the thing that we truly want. We will see the opposite. We will see the dark before the light. Sometimes you have to experience what you don't want in order to understand what it is you truly want. Sometimes we have to go into the dark night of the soul to heal ourselves in order to be able to perform the things that we truly want, you know, and this is all coming from a place, you know, of self-realization, self-discovery, and a place where we understand that we are a spiritual being here in human, in, in human form, uh, you know, uh, here to learn, grow and fulfill our karma and dharma. Um, with that understanding, not everyone understands that, or not everyone is into metaphysics or esoterics or these spiritual concepts, but the rules apply to everyone. You're either aware of them or you're not. Does it help if you're aware of them? I don't know. Sometimes ignorance is, bl ignorance is bliss. And a lot of times I'm like, wow, I wish I didn't have these deep awarenesses about life, about myself, because it would be easier just not to know, right? It'd be easier just to kind of be trapped in the matrix somewhere and just be and, you know, deal with life as it comes rather than from a place of intellectual suffering as spirituality sometimes, spirituality can sometimes lead us to. Um, but again, spiritual suffering is only there to help us find the light. Very important. Spiritual suffering only exists to help us find the light. This is a very Kabbalistic uh, approach as well. Every opposite or every trigger that happens in your life is actually there for you to understand, right, and to rationalize as something that's blocking you from the light. So if someone is triggering you and you feel anger or sadness or resentment, that is the, your body actually telling you that something is blocking the light. Let's pause. Let's listen to what this is. Let's help change it. Let's find opportunity. Let's return to a place of love so that we can let the light in again. Right? That's what it is. The more you can kind of find the light, the easier this whole idea of transcendental change will become for you. Because you might not feel as lost as transcendental change is the change that we usually have no control over right? And what do we do when we have no control? Who do we turn to? Oh, it's in God's hands now, right? Cast the burden to something higher, to your higher self. You give up, you give in, give, you give up, give in, and give way to something, 
you ask for help, right? A lot of people will pray. Um, we turn to the light in uncertain moments. And that's why it's there. In a way, that's why spirituality exists for the most part. Um, it is the raft in a very treacherous river. You can either choose to, you know, just be in the water struggling to survive, or you could be on a raft. Yeah, still scary, but your chances of survival are much, much, much greater. So I just hope you're understanding, uh, I guess, these concepts uh, today, because I felt the urge and the need to kind of give my viewers a heads up, because I'm going through this, as I said before. You know, everything I once thought is not what I thought. And now I'm forced to seek other financial um, pathways or possibilities to open myself up. But I could tell you this. What is happening is I'm really digging deep into what I can do. And I'm digging deep into what I truly want to do. And I'm trying to figure out how to make that happen. Uh, and sometimes a job can come in to your life uh, or money can come into your life as an answer to your prayer, just to be able to fulfill the need of, you know, taking care of your wants or what you need in order to succeed, what you need in order to be able to practice your sole purpose or your activities that bring you joy, right? Or to open up space and time for you to enjoy life. You know, this is a tough, uh, it's a tough concept because transcendental change could really happen in many aspects of your life. It doesn't have to just be about a job and finances. Um, you could have spiritual transcendental change. You can have emotional transcendental change. You can have physical transcendental change. Uh, physical transcendental change is a physical change you really don't ever want yourself to have to go through. Um, and it's a physical change that we cannot, we have no control over. And an easy, you know, uh, example of physical transcendental change is disease, cancer, breaking a leg, uh, so on and so forth. A uh, cold, you know, to uh, a life-threatening disease, illness, and something that could actually, you know, lead to your death. This is transcendental change. Our death, right, is transcendental change. It is the ultimate change. It is the change none of us wish to ever have to experience. Right now, I doubt anyone is thinking of death. And if you are thinking of death, it's only because you're in some type of physical transcendental change, or you're in some type of physical, uh, emotional, or mental transcendental change. If you are suffering with bipolar disorder or depression or anything of that matter, that might be leading you to thoughts of suicide or death, right? That would be an example of an emotional transcendental change leading to the ultimate transcendental change with his death, right? And if any of you are suffering with thoughts of suicide and massive depression, I urge you to contact, uh, you know, a local hospital. If you feel like you do want to harm yourself or anyone else, please contact someone. Uh, there are many uh, hotlines that you can call. The National Suicide uh, Hotline is one. Um, and, you know, even though we are feeling this change, there are things that we can do to help it, right? Just because you feel some type of transcendental change coming on doesn't mean it's going to be so, you know, life-threatening. You have to understand that our mind is like, you know, WebMD. You know, you, you cut your finger and you look it up on WebMD, and next thing you know, you have multiple sclerosis and cancer and you know, every other disease you can possibly think of. Well, our minds tend to bring us to those same places. You don't even have to go online to bring yourself into a mental state of panic uh, and a mental state of, you know, overthinking and being the fortune teller and catastrophizing your life. That's going to happen on its own. Um, so that being said, you know, a lot of times this transcendental change isn't as dramatic as we think it's going to be. 
I will repeat that. Transcendental change is not as dramatic as we think it's going to be normally. Because when we get through the change and we get to the other side, we say, ah, that wasn't so bad. I did it. I did it once. I could do it again. And if your transcendental change is to transcend out of your physical body, well, then you're going into bliss. So you're going to be happy, trust me, <laughs> to be on the other side. Maybe the, the path to get there is scary. But once you get there, ooh, man, you're going to be relieved. You're going to be happy. You're going to be jumping up and down. You're going to be uh, playing golf all day, whatever you like to do, right? Uh, it's just that here on Earth, we don't have that luxury of no mind. We have a mind. And so transcendental change for many of us begins in the mind. And then it goes into transcendental, transcendental emotional change. It gets into our emotions. And then transcendental change will get into our physical body. Right? And then transcendental change or material transcendental change is the change of our uh, horizontal plane, our world, our material life, home, family, body, career, money, everything that's outside of our physical self. And a lot of times, transcendental change will affect all of them. Remember, you are a holistic being. You move forward as a whole. You can never change one part of yourself without changing another part of yourself. You can't heal one part of yourself without healing another part of yourself. You can't hurt one part of yourself without hurting another part of yourself. It's just how it works. You are not compartmentalized, you are whole, right? Uh, so let's say your transcendental physical change is cancer. Well, let me tell you this. I've known many cancer uh, survivors, and I can tell you that cancer has, and I've worked with many cancer patients, and their emotional health, their physical health, their mental health, their spiritual health, and their material health all went to crap until they were able to figure out how important it is to maintain a balance in all of those pillars. And they began to actually heal and grow and learn from why this is happening. And what that did is it helped the change happen quicker, right? So we can push transcendental change along quicker or more quickly by understanding why it's in our life, accepting it, giving up, giving in and giving way to it, choosing not to be a victim, but choosing to be proactive and seeing it as an opportunity and being open to all outcomes and not the outcome that we hope to receive. Hope is great. I think being hopeful is so important. It has helped me tremendously uh, in my life. And I've gone through many ups and downs. I've gone through depression and anxiety. But one thing I can tell you is I never lost hope. I never once fell into a place of complete hopelessness that, that my life is going to be destroyed or I'm not going to become what I want to become or I'm never going to get it. It's never going to happen. You know, I, I, I tend not to go to those places. I tend to stay in hope, even if it's false hope. False hope is better than no hope, right? Hope is the thing that can get you up in the morning. Hope is the thing that gets you out and gets you active. I hope I'll lose weight if I go to the gym every day. So you're going to go to the gym. You're not going to the gym because you want to go to the gym. You're going to the gym because you're hopeful. You hope it works, right? Who wants to go on chemo? No one wants to go on chemo, but they go on chemotherapy because they hope it will work. So the hope is the thing that creates action. So without hope, transcendental change is so hard because you don't know or don't have any faith. And that can lead to really dark places. And then your change could last for months, years. I know people that are in transcendental change for years. And a lot of times that has to do with being an addiction. They become addicts and they become lost for years in this cycle of self-abuse. And they just haven't gotten to the other side of their transcendental change. They've got lost in the suffering part. They got stuck in the hopelessness part instant gratification, right? The feeling of what it's like to be um, on the drug that they choose. And addiction is, although part of transcendental change, because it is a physical transcendental change, but it also, again, is mental and emotional and spiritual. It's everything. Um, it is a killer. It is, it is so intense. So any of you out there 
listening to this have any type of addiction problems, um, again, I urge you to seek help because seeking help is the first step in moving forward in your life, accepting that you need help and then doing something about it. And then the transcendental change begins to transcend. You begin to change. You're not stuck in one step. You're not stuck in the first step, right? Um, you know, it's, it's a hard knock life out there. Um, a lot of times, and not everyone, but there's a lot of people and authors who are living in the spiritual community, the higher consciousness spiritual community, uh, our Instagram stars, YouTube stars, um, and they preach a lot of false positivity. Um, you know, you can create your best life now and manifest your dreams all that stuff, right? Um, and to an extent, I fall into that trap as well. You know, um, create a vision board and look at it every day and that will become your life. Wow, that is a big expectation. Because what if you create that vision board and nothing on it happens? Guess what? That was me. I created a vision board many a times, hung it on my wall, looked at it every day, I affirmed my little ass off. I was a positive person, full of hope. I took action towards a lot of the things that were on that vision board. And it didn't happen. Some things kind of came through, but, but the bigger things haven't yet. Now, it doesn't mean that they won't. It just means that a vision board doesn't work. It is not a means to an end. You know, um, how many years you're going to have that vision board on your wall? Most likely, if after five months it's not working, you're going to rip it down and think you need to make a new one. Because a lot of us don't think in the holistic sense. We don't think of the bigger picture. We don't think of our whole self, our whole life. And that perhaps whatever we want to happen in our life could and will happen, just not in the timing that we expect it to. And so false positivity is dangerous because it could steer you away from what you truly need to understand. It can steer you away from the deep healing and realizations that you need to have in order to actually receive those things and to receive them and be grateful for what you receive. I know many people who receive the world and they look for the universe. Then they receive the universe and they look for an alternate universe, right? And it never ends. It never ends. It's a vicious cycle of addiction. You're addicted to wanting what you cannot have or what you do not have. And you cannot understand the joys of what it is to have what you do have and recognize that everything that you have is because of the light. And everything that you will have and be is also because of the light. And the light doesn't give us timing doesn't give us a date because that would be cheating. You are not, you're not meant to know. You are not meant to know. I'm not meant to know. And as I sit in this space of transcendental change and I wake up every morning and I go on my computer and I apply for 10 jobs a day and I try to figure out what I can do to make my business move forward and you know, I, I, I get in that mindset. Um, I don't know what I'm working towards. I have no idea, but I know I'm working towards something. I know at least I'm putting efforts out there. I'm looking at my lowest hanging fruits, my passion to write music, my ability to be a healer and a spiritual teacher and a mentor to people, right? Um, I'm looking at all these things and I'm saying, what can I pull from that in order to make something happen? Um, and that to me is really the option when you're in this type of change. Um, and maybe the only option for some people, right? Um, but one thing I will say is I hear a lot of excuses, uh, from a lot of people and they say, yeah, but yeah, but it's easy for you. Yeah, but I don't have that training. Yeah, but I'm not qualified for that. 
yeah, but I don't want to do that. Yeah, but I'm too old. Yeah, but I'm too young. Yeah, but I'm blah, 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 right? On, 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 on. And these yeah, buts are creating every yeah, but is a notch in your cage. It is a steel bar creating that cage that you were placing yourself within. There's no yeah, but there's just yeah. There's just yeah. So if you can dig yourself out of this yeah, but mind, you'll have a better shot. Because yeah, but is saying that that person isn't going to like me or that person isn't going to look at me in the way that I look at myself. And you are placing and projecting onto other people. You're placing your beliefs about yourself onto somebody else. Let that person have their own opinion, especially if it's going to be a good opinion and it's going to be an opinion that helps you move forward. People aren't bad. Most people want to help. Most people will help you move forward if you ask in the right way. But people don't like victims. And people don't have a lot of time in their lives to deal with victim mentality. So if you're acting in that way, and that's how you're showing up, if you're the event planner showing up as a victim, then who wants to go to your party? I don't. And even if you turn into a good event planner at some day, I still wouldn't want to go to your party because I'd always remember, oh, that guy, he's kvetch, right? Oh, bad energy. So how you are and how you show up in life is so important. And this will be reflected in your actions, but also in your words and your verbiage, right? Watch what you say. Be careful what you say about yourself and others, Because people pick up on all of these things. It's like, you know, neuralistic programming. People can, especially people who are intuitive or understand human communication, they just can pick up on everything. I'm a master at that. I can pick up on people's insecurities immediately. I can pick up on their strengths, what they need to heal. I mean, I'm an intuitive, so it's just, it's a gift. could be a curse too, but... um, I could feel that in people immediately. And I know people who aren't quote unquote intuitives also can pick up on that. And really important people, people that you want to help you, a lot of times can read people. So what are you saying? I catch people all the time saying things that they're not even aware that they're saying that are coming from their subconscious insecurities. And I have to say, when someone asks me for help and I get that sensation from somebody, it does put up a yield sign in my mind. It puts up a red flag. Oh, this person might not be ready for help. They might not really want help. Oh, this person needs therapy. They have to do some healing work before they can receive. Don't come to me with a cup with your hand over it and you want milk. You're not going to get it. I'm here with the milk ready to pour, but you're covering your cup. What am I going to do? Pour it over your hand, watch it spill everywhere? No dice. I'm going to pull back. I'm going to step back. And I'm going to wait for you to come to me with that open, beautiful chalice. And that's what I'm working on in my life, to show up with an open chalice, with an open mind, an open heart, to open up, to show up in a place where I'm ready to receive my greatest good, even if I don't know what that good is. Right? I'm ready and willing. You know, God, place me where I need to be. Direct me to the people I need to be with and direct my voice to ask what I need to ask, right? In coming from a place of wisdom and love and honesty, right? If we can show up accurately and correctly, then we can navigate any change. And not only change, we could just navigate our daily lives in a beautiful way. In a way that sparks more change and more opportunity and more growth and more success and more abundance in all of us. Be open to it all. If you're open to it all, then you can receive all of it. If you're open to three things, then You might receive one or none. 
you know, uh, you know, shoot for the stars. And even if you miss, you might hit the moon, blah, 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 blah. All of these, you know, sayings and, you know, uh, greeting card quotes, they're out there for a reason. They're not just, yeah, I don't know. They're not meaningless. They were created for a reason because they're based on a lot of spiritual and universal truths. And we need those quotes and we need people to push us in that direction because we need to hear it. You need to hear it. I need to hear it. I don't need to have smoke blown up my ass. I need to hear that I'm going to be okay, that I could do it. And whatever it is that I want to do, right? Um, I don't need to hear, you know, false spiritual positivity. It's not what's going to help me grow and learn. And that's not how I help my clients grow and learn either. It's actually looking at what you are afraid to look at. Being who you are afraid to be because you might be afraid of failure. Or you might be afraid of success, depending on what your experience is and your traumas and your childhood and your inner child and all that stuff. You know, sometimes we have to look at that side of ourselves. Debbie Ford, you know, looking at the shadow self. It's so important because out of darkness, again, remember I told you before, the law of opposites, out of darkness comes light. We have to sit in the dark night to find the light and to appreciate the light and to accept the light and to love the light and to love how that feels. In order to experience love, you have to experience the opposite of love. Right? It's very true. The absence of love. And in my experience, the absence of love is still love. I always tell my clients, everything is light. Even the darkest moments of your life, of your life is filled with light. Except sometimes light has to come in wearing a mask. It has to come in in a costume. It has to come in scary to prove a point, to get you to move, to get you to realize something. And if you don't realize it, and you don't move and you don't accept it, it might get scarier and scarier and darker and darker until one day you wake up and you see the light and you see it for what it is. And you start to move internally. A transcendental change starts to occur within your soul, within your spirit. Hope emerges. You don't know where you're going, but you know you're going somewhere because the light is with you and the light will never let you down. It will always be there for you. It is your champion. It is your cheerleader. It is your life vest. And my friend, it is who you are. So in this time of transcendental change that is happening within ourselves, but also within our government and within our planet and within the universe and all of its dimensions. I urge each of you to look at it, to sit within that dark night, to understand what's going on and to hope and to trust that even though I don't know where I am going, I know I am with the light. So I know where I am going is good. As long as I show up and I act good and I show up to receive and I ask the right questions and I surround myself with the right people, you'd be okay. You know, you lead without expectation. So I hope today helped you. I think it helped me too, actually, just getting all this out. Um, <clears throat> sometimes I notice that when I teach others, uh, it really helps these concepts sink more deeply into my own psyche and into my own heart. I always talk from my heart and from my wisdom, from my experience, but also from my knowledge. Um, so I hope uh, you can do the same to somebody else who might be suffering change. You can be the light that they need to see or understand. You can help them move forward by showing up, acting correctly, being the change you wish to see in them. 
being a support system, being that raft in the river. Because we're all going through it. We're all going through it. We all are trying to make our way. We are all trying to be important, to do what our soul wants to do. And we are all trying to find a way to release everything that is stopping us from doing that. It seems so easy, just do it, but it's just not that easy. It's not. There's a lot of layers. You just have to be willing and brave enough to peel away these layers like an onion and get to the core, get to the truth, get to the reason, get to that feeling, sit in that uncomfortable energy so you can release it and let it go so that you can walk forward in freedom and whatever that freedom means for you so that you can support and contribute to the freedom of those around you and dare I say the freedom of the whole, right? The freedom of our world and our universe. When you heal yourself, you are healing human consciousness. You are greater than just you. Your purpose is higher than just your needs. But if you work to meet your needs within this concept, then I guarantee you are helping other people meet their needs and thus contributing and feeding to the higher consciousness of our universe because it is our universe. It is yours and mine. And it is his and hers. And we must feed it and contribute to it daily, positively, so that it can grow and flourish and renew and provide a beautiful space for us to live within while we are here on earth. So I pray that each of you live up to your fullest potential. Find the potential. Allow yourself to flow effortlessly into your joyful state. Even if you are not sure where that is yet, I see you moving there subconsciously until one day you will open your eyes and finally say, I love you. So I'm James Benning. Thank you for listening today uh, to the Benny Mudra podcast, The Sunday Supper. Until next time, have a blessed and beautiful day. Ciao. This podcast has been brought to you by Bene Mudra Wellness. For more information, please visit www.benemudra.com. Thank you. Have a great day.